Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It's It Could Happen Here, the podcast where I attempt to wrangle jokes that are enough okay that we keep podcasting. Uh, yeah, with, with me here to wrangle is Robert Evans and also Garrison Davis. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome back. My, my two uses in this series are to uh, make corrections on Hungarian history of the Holocaust uh, and talk about selling heroin to children. Um, so proud to be here. I'm, I'm very excited. You're going to hear me complain. You, you, you're going list, to listen to me very briefly complain about Plato, a thing I did not think I was going to do when I started this. Like, so, the, like the, the philosophy guy? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So- all right, why why are we eventually going to talk about Plato? I uh, so George Soros is probably best known for a foundation that he eventually funds called Open Society. That was, it was originally the Soros Foundation. Then he was like, "Why am I naming this after myself?" And it changed to Open Society. Um, I'm I'm gonna read. So the Open Society is a a very sort of again. I gotta say, exactly twenty percent more self awareness than you get from the average billionaire. Like Bill oh, yeah. Gates is like, we'll call it the Gates Foundation. Soros <laughs> is like, we'll call it the Soros. You know, so, wait, wait, you know, no, yeah. you know what? <laughs> well, and, and, and to be fair to Soros, right? Like, there. like Soros has Soros has a real ideology and it it can't work. But if it did, the world wouldn't be that bad. Unlike unlike what would happen if you let Bill Gates uh, run rampant over the earth, which is uh, the world we live in right now. So I'm going to read a little bit from the Influence of Soros again about, like, what the Open Society is. I have lived through Nazi persecution and Soviet occupation, Soros later said. Popper's book, this is Karl Popper, Open Society and its Enemies struck me with the force of revelation. It showed that fascism and communism have a lot in common, and that they both stand in opposition to a different principle of social organization. The principle of open society. So... <laughs> Okay, I I read this and I was like, okay, so I, let, let's go, let's go, let's go read uh, Karl Popper's book, which is called The Open Society and Its Enemies. And so I I assumed right. That's this, interesting. This is, yeah, I was also doing Poppers last night. Uh, you you had the superior experience with your Poppers. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm assuming I had a I had a bad fucking time oh. when I read this like last week. You should have um, gotten yours from a gas station too. Yeah, no. Instead, I got it from the internet for free, which. Questionable results. 
so okay so i i i read this book right so this is Karl popper is like normally a philosopher of well he's like a scientist right he's most famous for like philosophy of science stuff but he also wrote this book and this is his critique of totalitarianism so okay i'm expecting right it's going to be half of it's going to be about the nazis and half of it's going to be about the communists right no the first half of this book is about plato and the second half of this book is about Marx, but he spends like 200 pages yelling at Plato. And to be fair, everything he says about Plato and about why Plato is totalitarian is completely true. But like his conclusion about what totalitarianism is, is that totalitarianism is, is descendant. It's like the product of this thing he calls historicism, which is when like you have one thing that's the agent of history. And so he sees like like I don't know like a great man or like the the, the guy like whatever Hegel's Geist or like one great nation or like a great class as like these are all examples of historicism. And if you think about history like this, you will you will, this is how totalitarianism is born. And I I am incredibly skeptical of that of of the view of the way you look think about history being the origin of totalitarianism. I. I don't know. It's it's a very very weird book in a lot of ways. Popper is trying to do this thing that like a lot of kind of liberal philosophers of that period is doing, which is that he's trying to reconcile sort of like individual freedom, but then also sort of economic egalitarianism. And you know, okay, so if you were actually serious about doing both of these things, right, like the the, 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 the two things you care about on Earth are protecting individual freedom and achieving economic egalitarianism, you have two options. You either become an anarchist and you sacrifice neither of your values, or you become a neoliberal and you sacrifice both. And Popper, unfortunately, takes the second route. And yeah, like- I feel like a lot of the... um. A lot of the conflict between uh, uh, kind of like reconciling, you know, the great man theory of history with some of these other like it, it comes out of a, an unwillingness to look at, at systems of power because the extent to which like individual weirdos and their obsessions influence uh, history is largely due to or is largely like related to the degree of power that like different systems allow uh, to be invested into like individual weirdos. Like it's it's less a, a matter of like you've got these sort of, you know, in a, that kind of fascist idea, you've got these sort of individuals who embody the spirit of a people and more if your system allows huge amounts of power to be invested in individual people with their weird hangups, then those weird hangups of this one guy may wind up defining history. I don't know. This is this this is an unrelated rant. Well, but. no, I, I think it is related because th- this this is sort of the core flaw of this ideology, which is that these people conclude. OK, so like they don't. Okay, the 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 thing that they have to do, like Popper has to do, right? Because he like acknowledges that a lot of the Marxist critique is really powerful and that like it is in fact not very good that you have an entire class of people to like survive off of extracting like labor from another class of people. But, you know, if you accept that, right? You can't actually like defend capitalism on the merits of it being an economic system. You have to like do this like circle runaround dance of like defending ideas. And this all gets like gets to this point where the problem that you're talking about happens, which is that like, well, okay, capitalism is also a system where one really weird guy and his like terrible ideas can have an enormous impact on how society operates. Like this is this is this is this is the thing we're all suffering from from like Elon Musk, right? Or like uh what what's that guy's name? Uh, like Robert Moses, right? Like, yeah, like, the, you know, like capitalism is absolutely a system that generates just one guy who can just fuck everyone's and entire lives. And that's a lives. perfect example of it, because like the fact that Moses has these weird personal hangups around public transportation and this love of being driven around influences how tens of millions of people live yeah. to this day and influences like the global climate crisis. Um, and so it's not like. This great man didn't like grab the lathe of heaven. It was more like, no, our, we, we, our society kind of like the system we set up allowed an enormous amount of power for this specific thing, how our cities are set up to be invested in an unelected weirdo because he was the only one interested enough to focus on it. And that led to this very bad situation. Yeah. And, and like, like, I think I think Pomper's thing with that was like, well, OK, you, you, you do you deal with this by like just having elections 
for everyone. And it's like, yeah. well, okay. Like some, so sometimes you have elections. Yeah, we never vote and, for crazy assholes. Yeah, like, thank God. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you get Donald Trump, right? Like I, you know, these, these are, these are, these are things that are going to haunt both Popper. Well, Popper doesn't live long enough to see like, the absolute worst this can possibly go, but uh, George Soros unfortunately has lived to see exactly how badly this can, this can possibly mm-hmm. go. But in, Let, in let's in call his... him let's let's call him by his nickname from from now on, uh, 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 G Sizzle. Is that good? We're, we're, not, like that? we're not. We're not. <laughs> we're not doing that. that. We're not doing no. that. Thank you. Thank you, we're Garrison. Not, we're this not is the, that. This is this is why you're. This is why you're here. <laughs> You have power of attorney over what nicknames we call the the subjects of the episodes. I will I will keep and reserve this power for. <laughs> oh. See, this is we are we've built a system to try and uh, and stop you know individuals with with weird hangups from uh, from influencing history so much. It, it's that simple, folks. You know, devolve powers. Yeah, works mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. This could work Unfor- for the presidency. <laughs> Un- unfortunately, we're going to have to talk about Yugoslavia this episode, so uh, it doesn't always work. Mm-hmm. But all right, so back, back, back in, back in sort of the heady days of of the seventies and eighties, Sor- George Soros, like, okay, he has a dual thing where he at once has his kind of crisis of conscience thing, where he's like, I want to actually do something with my life that's not just. You know, I want to have an impact on the world that is positive and not like I made so much money that like gods look at it and vomit. And so and so, OK, so he, his solution is he sets up a tax dodge and he's actually very explicit about this in interviews that his first foundation to do charity work was set up as a tax dodge. Um, <laughs> and, but, but this is where Soros is very interesting, right? Because he has, you know, for for like. A billionaire, right? He has some positions that are startlingly very good. So he is anti-apartheid, and that is like not a thing you can guarantee from people in that era. Like, oh boy. Um, he also, and this is something that gets gets him in trouble like to this day, is he is pro-Palestine. And this is part of why like Netanyahu absolutely hates him. I mean, he's he's not like like okay, he he's he's not, not like, like a radical pro Palestine. Yeah, no, but, but, but by like, by the standards of Netanyahu, a radical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like 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 his you know his sort of like like li- his sort of like liberal humanism. Like, hey, we should not like shoot children with guns. Thing, yeah, is is broadly anti shooting children for yeah. throwing rocks. <laughs> yeah, and like like that 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 makes you a like like en- like en- enemy number one of the Israelis. St- well. Yeah, no, I, I, okay, I'll put them in, like, enemy number No, the enemy number the one is those state. kids, but, yeah, yeah enemy number like two. Yeah, he's, like, number three or four. They, they haven't yeah. whacked him yet. So, oh, God, speaking of things that the Israeli government didn't do, uh, so he, he gets his start. Oh, I thought you were going to do an ad pivot I also, there. I also no. thought that was going to be an ad break. <laughs> uh, I have a, don't worry, I have a better one. Um, it's coming. Oh, good. <laughs> so in the 1980s, his first experience like doing charity work is he decides that he's going to go up against like apartheid in South Africa. And you know, this is good. So he, what he, what he starts doing is he starts giving scholarships to black students to go to the university of Cape town. And then he learns a very, very important lesson about neoliberalism that he's about, he's going to like promptly forget after this, which is that, okay. So what actually happened, what, what he thinks is going to happen, right. What he's trying to do is he's trying to make, you know, he's trying to make sure there's more money for black kids to go to, to go to university. What actually happens is that the state uses his money to pay for the existing scholarships and stops paying for any more scholarships. And so there's two things going on here, right? One is the obvious. This is the, this is the apartheid racism, right? Like they don't want more, like they don't want more non-white kids going to school. But then two, also, this is also sort of a classic neoliberal failure, which is like if, if you were if you were, when you replace the state with like billionaire philanthropists, the state simply instead of like, you know, having more of the of like the resources, the services provided, the state just stops doing it and spends more money on cops. And so he yeah, Soros very quickly realizes that like the, he he figures this out and is like I fuck this like no I'm not gonna help you like I'm not gonna help the apartheid government do racism, and so this makes him kind of weary of this stuff because he has sort of he has sort of seen how he see what happens when you when you very explicitly try to work within a system that is 
unbelievably fucked up, which is that the apartheid government uses your money to as a way to like funnel more of their own money into their own pockets. And do you know who else uses systems of apartheid to funnel more money into their own pockets? Oh, okay. I see. I, I, I now see what you were doing. I think wow. the last, I, th- I think the previous attempt at an ad break yeah. was actually better. I was kind of okay. Like, yeah. You know, you know, correct that our podcasts are entirely sponsored via a time machine we used to go back to apartheid South Africa uh, and get their advertising dollars. So please keep the Krugerands flowing uh, and and purchase these products and services. I learned that Krugerands was the South African currency from the movie Lethal Weapon 2. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We're back, and I'm sitting uncomfortable in the knowledge that I am the only person on this Zoom call who has watched Lethal Weapon 2. Have Have either of you seen any of the Lethal's Weapon? <laughs> no. Unbelievable. No. Oh, you're missing maybe the best Mel Gibson performance outside of that time he got pulled over in Malibu and gave a racist <laughs> rant to those California State Highway Patrol officers. Ah. <laughs> uh... Mel Gibson. So speaking, okay, of, speaking of people who are about to give <laughs> racist rants. Okay, so the, the, the other thing about Soros and the thing that is sort of blisteringly ironic about how the sort of course of anti-Soros attacks go is that Soros is like a, a, a vehement, like pretty hardline anti-communist. And this is what he spends most of his time like in the 80s doing is is you know like give, giving money to anti-communist groups and communist countries so he funds solidarity in poland which is this like I, very mixed record well we'll, we'll get this yeah we don't we don't need it like he's funding anti-communist causes yeah that, yeah, yeah he's yeah, funding yeah. but you know he's he's funny he's trying to fund like a very specific kind of like liberal anti-communist cause yeah. right and you know, this this goes badly for him in a number of ways. One is that the moment like the moment the Berlin Wall falls, everyone just like suddenly forgets about all of the anti-communism that he did uh, because, you know, and, and this is something about the, the, this kind of anti-communist that he is. Right. Like there, there's a lot of anti-communists who are like. who are just like death squad guys. Right. Like this is your like your guy trained by Chiang Kai-shek who's like shooting peasants in like. El Salvador, right? There, there's also like another kind of anti-communist in this era who are sort of liberal anti-communists who like are anti-communists, but like also anti-Pinochet, for example. Like Soros gives some money to the the, the people 
you know, when, when Pinochet has his big referendum of his, like, should I stay in power? He gives money to the people who are like, no. And those are people who. Uh, their intentions are better than the just like absolutely horrifying right wingers. But, you know, it doesn't it doesn't go great for him. So Soros. His initial plan, right, is he's going to, you know, OK, when, he, when he's trying to like start funding anti-communist groups, he's going to use his things like he's going to go into Hungary. and He's going to like give Hungarian students scholarships. And the Hungarian students were like, don't do this. Like if you if you just show up and give us money, uh, the, the state is immediately going to be able to go like, hey, you are like outside funded uh, opposition people doing like regime change stuff. And it's going to like immediately discredit us. And so this is the point where he sets up the Soros Foundation, which becomes opens. It's, it's, it, there, there's a whole thing with the, this, this. This stuff changes names like many times. The, the Open Society Foundation stuff. Yeah, yeah, and you know, un- so you know, what, what we should we should like we should talk about what they actually do because in in sort of like the I, right I mean, wing- I can tell you one thing that they do because I used to work with when I was a, a teaching classes at Bellingcat. My uh, my part my partner Giancarlo, um, he would go and teach because he's he was born and 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 for at least a period of time raised in Venezuela. Um, he would teach classes in Latin America to local journalists who wanted to know open source investigative techniques um, and who didn't have the kind of money to pay what it usually costs to do a Bellingcat thing. And that program, whereby a bunch of journalists in Latin America, particularly Colombia, uh, got training, was funded by the Open Society Foundation. Um, and so a couple of years ago, when there was that massive swelling of like the police murdering people in protest crowds yeah. and stuff in Colombia, the journalists who were like doing open source investigation to track down which police officers were, you know, killing folks and how this was going were a lot of the folks that Giancarlo had trained. Like that's, oh, the, that's really cool. the the kind of stuff that, that one of the kind of things that the Open Society Foundation does. Yeah, they also do a lot of they do a lot of like giving students scholarships. They, they, the other thing they're really big on that doesn't get talked about much is that they were huge on like cultural events basically like like paying people money to like put on plays and like theater stuff and music and like writing poems and books which is like i don't know like i I actually think that's cool like like we as a society used to do this like we used to like pay people like the government used to pay people to like write things and like create art and then we decided that that was bad and have never done it again and yeah, I'm anti-creating art for the record. That's why I'm really happy about all this AI stuff. We can, bait, bait, yeah. bait post, do not engage. <laughs> so un- un- unfortunately for the Soros Foundation, um, one of the people they give these these scholarships to is Victor Orban, which is... Uh, Victor Orban. Oh, you mean the Hungarian the, yeah, president so, in quotation marks? Sure, yes, yeah. we 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 shall we shall return to that. This is, I think, I, maybe the single greatest example of like creating your own grave digger I've ever seen in my entire life. I I I don't know. Like one one of the things that that comes up about this, and this is this is one of the things that another one of the guys who Soros backs, who like betrays him later on, says is that Soros is bad at politics. Like, he's just not, he's, like, not very good at it. Like, he's not, you know, people, like, the, the sort of, like, thing about him is that he's this sort of, like, criminal mastermind who can, like, like, bankroll revolutions and stuff. And it's, he just, like, gets outmaneuvered by people constantly in ways that are, like, kind of depressing. Um, yeah, but, you know, okay, so he's spending the 80s, like, doing all of this, you know, like, doing this sort of cultural work and... You know, in in, in Hungary, right? There's there's a sort of interesting thing that happens where, like, he's wealthy enough that, like, even the Communist Party is you know, sort of like has to work with him because he has money, and they sort of don't. But the, you know, the other thing that that's I think important to understand is that he's not like there's a bunch of foundations who do like exactly the same stuff, right? Like maybe slightly worse. Like you know, there's like the Ford Foundation, there's like the Rockefellers, right, or the Rockefeller Foundation. Like they all, they all like at, at any place where open society is like doing stuff, there's like a worse version of it that the Forest Foundation and like the Rockefellers are doing. But, you know, somehow stunningly only one of these groups is singled out for, uh, 
being yelled at all the time, and I will I will leave as an exercise to the reader why specifically they pick Soros and not Ford. Huh? Huh? I wonder. I wonder what <laughs> big mystery. <laughs> I wonder what differences and uh, and cultural uh, views might be at, might be at play uh, here. Yeah. So okay, the the other real problem that he runs into, which is a cultural problem, is that okay, this is the problem that all the liberal anti communists run into, which is that. Okay, so the walls come down, right, and the communist governments fall, and it turns out that uh, the anti-communists in Eastern Europe are almost all right-wingers, and their base are all, like, right-wing nationalist fanatics. Um, Here's another Soros quote about this. I thought I would blaze the trail, I would lead, and others would follow, but now that I look back, I find that there was practically nobody behind me. I ask myself what went wrong. And part of what went wrong is, like, what Soros is doing in these places. So, for example, he, you know, he, he's, he's involved in funding Solidarity. He's involved in some of Solidarity's negotiations with the government. And then the other thing that he does is he's one of the people who helps, like, do structural adjustment in Poland. And this goes really badly because – so what we were talking about okay, – we should talk a little bit about what Solidarity is because he helps destroy it by accident – Solidarity is this giant sort of like social democratic e union that forms in, you know, in, in like the early 80s in Poland. That's like the first sort of independent union in a, in one of these communist countries. And they eventually are able to sort of like knock off the government, but they, they come into power. And, you know, so they, they, they do on, on sort of Soros's advice and on the advice of a lot of the sort of financial people they're getting, right – all of the people are telling them to do privatization, so they do it, right? They privatize all of these giant state-owned, like, facilities. They privatize their docks, like, stuff like that. And this, it turns out, uh, just causes massive deindustrialization. It destroys Solidarity's base because there's, there's suddenly no longer all of these union jobs at all of these state-owned factories. And so, you know, they lose the next election, and then Solidarity, like, vanishes forever into the midst of time. There's, like, six of those guys left. Um yeah, and, and this and this is a real sort of Soros problem this, this, uh, that, that, like, keeps running over and over again, right? Is that, you know, he, he spent all this time being an anti-communist, but then the actual anti-communists who have bases and who aren't just, like, destroying their own bases by, like, doing privatization, which is something he – stuff he's also pushing, right, are these right-wingers. <laughs> and this is, this is just sort of a fiasco. And, you know, it's so, like he – he he does like he tries to do like a very similar thing to what he'd been doing in in Eastern Europe and China, and this goes like even worse because he winds up like backing he winds up backing one of the CCP factions who gets purged after Tiananmen, and so you know Soros like as the sort of nineties go on right like he's kind of slowly starting to realize that like the stuff that he's doing's not working very well, and one of the sort of I don't know if consequence is the right word, but what, okay, one of Soros' sort of like principles that makes him different from a lot of other of these billionaires, right, is he doesn't do humanitarian aid. His thing is that like he wants to produce a society that doesn't need humanitarian aid, which is sort of noble, but like then you then Yugoslavia falls apart and he winds up doing a bunch of stuff in Yugoslavia. Like, he winds up building, like, a water purification plant in Sarajevo while under siege. And the other thing that I, I didn't know he was, like, really heavily involved with is, like, he's basically the reason why the UN War Crimes Tribunal that, like, tries Milosevic and stuff, like, happens. Like, he funds it. It wasn't really, like, a UN thing. He was, he was like, hey, we're going to have this tribunal. And then the German government, like, arrested one of the war criminals just sort of randomly at like an airport or something. And he's, he's able to convince sort of like Clinton and a bunch of other people to like actually turn and the UN to like turn this into a real court. And this pisses off a lot of people and like by, by, by a lot of people, I mean like very specifically it pisses Milosevic off because I so, somewhat obvious reasons that he's trying to try him for war crimes. Okay. So I, I think Gare, you're too young for this. Robert, do you remember rock the vote? God, oh, yes, I remember Rock the Vote. <laughs> okay, so one of the things Soros does is he does like a, a he brings like a Rock to Vote. He, he's like one of the people who brings the Rock to Vote to like Slovakia. Great. And, you know, and this is the first time 
that ah, like th- this is how we introduce people to democracy by showing yeah. them how cringe it can be. Perfect. <laughs> well, and and the government is immediately immediately. This is sort of the first time that like a, a government is seriously like. Well, I mean, it's not okay. This is the first time that you've had like a protest movement that starts, and the head of the country goes like, "It's George Soros. He's the one doing this," even though. Like the Ford Foundation again and the Rockefellers and just like a bunch of random people in Slovakia are also doing this. But this is this is this is sort of going to become like a pattern in 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 these things, because, you know, he he's sort of like like I think Soros is doing, he's kind of like poking a lot of sort of very powerful, like increasingly powerful sort of regional right wing leaders because he looks at the societies and are like. It actually, it sucks to have like just dog shit right wingers who are like racist and hate everyone running a country. Yeah, that sounds like it would be bad. Yeah, and, and, you know, and this is this is the thing about Soros, right? Like he, every once in a while, right, he sees something really bad going on and goes, "I'm gonna throw a bunch of money at it, try to fix it." And so, one of the things that he does this for is the war on drugs. Like in the in sort of the eighties and nineties, like Soros looks at this and is like, "This fucking sucks. Like, this is really bad." And so he starts working in Baltimore, where the government is trying to do, like, stuff that's like, like pretty like stuff that like even now is considered sort of like pretty radical, I, uh, I uh, like harm reduction stuff. So I mean, they like it, it, like Baltimore in the nineties has needle exchanges. I uh, he's doing like Narcan trainings for people. He's, you know, he's doing things like fun instead of like, like giving money to like, he's doing, he has these programs to like get people out of like prison faster. And he's doing like after school programs for kids. And this stuff, like this stuff's like genuinely good. Like there's no, like, I don't know. It sucks that like it's, it's billionaire money that's like doing it. But like, I don't know, like probably there's a lot of people who are alive because they didn't get HIV from needles that they were able to do exchanges for. Yeah, sure. That's all, that's all good stuff. Yeah. And, but you know, the interesting thing about source, right. He's, he's, he's like, not like, you know, he's doing stuff that's like pretty lefty. Right. But he's like, not a partisan guy until he sees George Bush. And he sees, he's he, like the day after nine 11, he's like, Holy shit. This guy is a maniac. And like it just it instantly has like the switch flips of like this man this man is an enemy to open society which is true and he's like he's he, he like gets this braid of like I need to bring this man down and so he starts getting really for the first time right he starts getting really really involved in the 2004 election he's doing like like these like micro targeting ad stuff he's like throwing money around everywhere and you know I mean he explicitly like the like the way he looks at it like if he's very explicit about this is like he he wants to level the like the playing field between the Republicans who are funded by just a trillion right wing billionaires and the Democrats who are funded by not that many billionaires. The problem with this is that he has like a very weird view of what's wrong with Bush. I'm going to read from the influence of Soros again. In imposing its view of freedom on both the American people and a foreign country, quote, the supremacist ideology of the Bush administration in its, is in contradiction with the principles of open society because it claims possession of an ultimate truth. Which, I don't know, I, I, I don't actually think like claiming possession of an ultimate truth is like specifically the thing that like is the reason why the Bush administration is bad. But simultaneously, I don't know, like, I... It, it's hard for me to be like too mad about a billionaire seeing George Bush and just like going oh my god and sort of yeah it didn't it didn't work but it's yeah. good that he gave it a gave it the old college try yeah well and unfortunately this this has a backlash effect which is the republicans see him start doing this and they're like oh shit this is incredible campaign material for us and we start seeing like the the, the sort of pr- the the less openly anti-Semitic like precursors to like all the stuff we see today like Bill O'Reilly goes after him mm-hmm. um oh god Robert do you remember Den- Dennis Hastert oh yeah oh man oh. Dennis look if if I'm uh. listing my favorite pedophiles who were long-standing speakers of the house of representatives um Dennis Hastert is easily in the top three he I this is the thing that's been like collectively wiped from like America's conscience is that like 
the Republican Speaker of the House for like 20 years was like one of one of one of history's most prolific pedophiles. He sure was. <laughs> um, and he he also, it turns out, one of the people who mainstreamed the anti-Soros stuff. Uh, he starts citing a fucking Lyndon LaRouche quote unquote report claiming that Soros got his money from drugs. So uh, Lyndon LaRouche is this like fascist weirdo who cut his teeth in running this like anti-communist cult that would like physically fight leftist groups on campuses and would like give information on like student leftist groups and like other leftist groups to the government. Like they are, they are so fed it up that like, if you start reading about the LaRoucheites, like they, they were narking to federal orgs. Like you've never heard of before. It's a stunningly, stunningly bizarre, like conspiracy cult thing. And Dennis Hastert was just straight up, like reading their anti-Semitic conspiracy theories, like on TV but you know, and I, I think I think this is something that the one of the things I wanted to emphasize, like in, in this episode, right, is like the anti-Soros stuff isn't really like I don't know what you call it, like or, or sort of organic anti-Semitism. Like it's not something that like comes from the Republican base, right? This is something that this is a deliberate choice by Republican political strategists who are very deliberately like this is this is this is a Jewish billionaire who's helping the who's helping the Democratic Party. Like we can use this to do to try to do like culture war shit to win this election. And, you know, like you, you we know we, we can see the results of this and this isn't even, you know, we're going to get this in a little bit, but like this, this isn't even the only time this is going to happen <laughs> where like the specific like Soros, like anti-Semitism stuff we're doing against them is like, it's cooked up by like, like very specifically cooked up as a targeted thing by political strategists. I love it. Which it's, oh, it's, it's good. Uh-huh. Anyways, we should we should do ads. Yeah, speaking of anti-Semitism, you know, just just speaking about it. That's what we're doing here. Anyway, here's some ads. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Ah, we're back. Uh, got another email from the ADL. I'm going to deal with this. Y'all continue talking about George Soros. Oh, boy. So, all right. But the other thing Soros keeps doing, like, you know, so in, in going after Bush, right, he has now made himself like, he's not enemy number one yet, but he's going, he's made himself like a pretty high profile enemy of, of the Republic. The, like, the, he's the right major up there Republican with that guy who threw the shoe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also, that guy actually sucks. I, I, I do yeah, know yeah. We're that. not yeah. praising him. We're yeah. just noting that I, a guy I, threw I, a shoe. Yeah. <laughs> um, he starts this sort of like 
arc of pissing off a bunch of really, really powerful and important people who are anti-Semitic right-wingers. So remember how I, I, a while back I said I was talking about there was a guy who double-crossed Soros who was like, this guy's bad at politics? <laughs> so that guy was like a... Uh, uh, that 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 guy that guy was a, a a Georgian protest leader who Soros like helped like his protest movements overthrow a sort of like kind of pretty shitty like pro Russian government in Georgia, but like that guy that guy has like a wild arc that you could do his own fucking movie series on. Uh, he's now a a victor a, a close ally of Victor Orban, so it's going great. Wait, how do you actually pronounce his name? I, I for some reason it always just like pings off my brain. Oh, yeah. I mean, with Garen, Garen, I hear, are the real brain trust to ask about pronunciations. (laughs) You've you've brought together, you know, just the the goats of saying words, right? Greatest greatest (laughs) pronunciators. (laughs) (laughs) Just send me a list of like European cities. That's a free episode idea. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna say the word Binghamton like 47 times. It's gonna be great. <laughs> okay, so Soros backs this. This gets called the Rose Revolution, and you know this this turns out badly for Soros in every possible way, which is that like one, his guy like sucks and turns on him, and then two, he really like this like really pisses off Vladimir Putin. A man who is going to hold this grudge, like, un- like o- on his deathbed, he will be holding this grudge. Now, okay, so w- one of, one of the things that that sort of like happens, so he he he's backing these sort of like protest movements in in Eastern Europe, I uh, through the sort of two thousands, um, and you know. <laughs> As the 2000s go on and turn to 2008, thing the the world economy goes to shit. Uh, a bunch of right wingers start taking power, and one of Viktor Orban's like political consultants, who's this guy who he met through Netanyahu, like specifically like this is this is another consultant guy, very specifically cooks up the idea for how you know he's trying to fend off like a right like a sort of another sort of right wing challenge. He's trying to fend off like. The rest of the sort of political establishment and Orban's consultant, like very specifically, is like, "What if we go after Soros again?" And you know, and so he does. And the, this is this is another one of those things. Like, this is literally the the anti semitism is fucking cooked up in a PR lab in in in, in, in order for these people to win elections. And I don't know that 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 just sort of the, the just sort of like cynical cold bloodedness of it. Like of these people, like this political consultant, by the way, like is also Jewish, right? Like, and he just doesn't give a shit. He's like, oh, fuck it. Like, well, we'll, we'll, you know, like I, I, I'm like one of Netanyahu's guys. Netanyahu fucking hates this guy too. Like, why don't we just use him as a punching bag? And so they do. And you know, th- this is this is part of a big part of the reason, like, why Soros turns into the sort of enemy number one is that in 2015 they start blaming him for the influx of refugees from Syria. And this spreads like fucking wildfire. Suddenly, like every single right wing leader on Earth is like, oh, shit, I can blame all of my refugee stuff on this guy. And they start doing it. And, you know, suddenly like like Erdogan is blaming him for like the Gedzi Park protest in 2013. Like Trump gets on this. And, you know, th- this stuff sort of like it, it's it spreads really quickly. And once it's sort of out of the bottle, right, like. You know, like people like like there 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 are the, the people who sort of first start this right are doing this sort of like, you know, like incredibly cold, cynical political calculus. But once once that once this like incredibly high level of anti semitism gets out to the open, it starts turning into just like Soros is Satan shit. Um, and you know, and and part part of what happens here is is that like this is this is one of the things like the, the sort of campaigns against Soros is one of the things that is responsible for like our current like migrant policy, like why it's so bad. Like why like half of our episodes next week are going to be about like just horrible shit happening at the border, which is that like Soros in the, in the, like the late, the nineties and two thousands found out that like Clinton was funding his welfare reform by cutting legal immigrants off from food stamps and like SSI benefits. 
And he's like, wait, this is fucked. Oh, you know, slick Willie. Yeah, like, like just like, like he he cut one point five million people off of his off of fucking benefits for just no reason. Like unbelievably demonic act. And Soros finds out about this is like, wait, what the fuck? What do you mean he's doing this? So he like puts a coalition together that like funds a bunch of Im- immigrant advocacy groups. And he's able to overturn this, but there, there there's a sort of right wing, the right wing reaction to this, right? Like part is partially also part of the right wing reaction to Soros in 2004. There's this very, very effective and like unbelievably brutal sort of right wing backlash about immigration politics. That is, you know, it's one of the things that drives the Obama administration, right? The Obama administration is like worse than the Bush administration on like deportation shit. It's, you know, just utter horror and all of that stuff continues. And all of these right wing people figure out that if you can just pin like, like Trump starts, like Trump pins the migrant caravan on Soros and they figure out like, this this is the, this is like the specific combination, right? It's like the, 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 the antisemitism of like the Jewish banker bringing immigrants into your country is just like the sort of one way shop driving your entire country into like a, a like fascist right wing frenzy, and it works. And now you know, like the, the the cycle that we're in now is like anytime something happens, uh, like the right blames him for it. Like the, so, the 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 current right wing panic is that George Soros was funding some like pretty moderate like reform DA people because he's a tri- criminal justice reform guy. And the Republicans are now all talking about how this is like a scheme by Soros to like cause crime and like destroy the entire country. And unfortunately, like this is just like this is this is this is just reality now. Um, All of these like really bleakly cynical political leaders and their like pollsters and PR consultants were like, we can use anti-Semitism to win elections. And they did. And now we live in hell. Yeah. But on the upside, you know, uh, the, you know, have you guys had the, uh, the new, uh, the new Mountain Dew zero major melon? It's not tasty, but uh, it's in grocery stores. So, if you're looking for a diet Mountain Dew flavor, you know, that makes it all kind of worthwhile. Ah, capitalism. No longer yeah. even delivering flavor. That's that's what I had for you. Uh, it was that or another heroin. Why Why would they need joke. to deliver flavor when instead they can just continue to mainstream anti-Semitism to get right-wing mm-hmm. politicians elected so they can make certain hey, corp- but you know what i i've been i've been studying this can for a while now and none of the anthropomorphized watermelons uh look like they could be racial caricatures so that's a win you know look that if, if, that is if it, that is actually that actually is a racism win to be yeah. fair if, 19, if not if if mountain dew had made a, a a melon version in 1930 it would have been pretty bad like we would be sharing pictures of those cans on twitter today and going oh my god <laughs> they would have to make a statement they'd have to donate some money to like i don't know fund uh probably scholarships or something it'd be a real problem for mountain dew is what i'm saying but today Nothing problematic about the melons on their can. Yeah, I'm sure there's nothing problematic about the soda industry. <laughs> mm, aspartame, <laughs> the health uh. chemical. Well, uh, is 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 that is that all we had, Mia? Yeah, that's yeah. This is this is what it could happen here. I... Well, it's is I think now now we finally know why George Soros is as bad as Magneto, um, mm-hmm. and. And why comparing George Soros to Magneto as the one of the richest men, men in the world who owns probably the most influential communication app is uh, probably not a good thing. You know, okay, um, well, one one more thing nah, that I, I want to get fine. at, like for like one second that I forgot, I realized I forgot to say earlier, is that like Soros is not like in, in the scale of billionaires, Soros is not very rich. Like he's like the three hundred and seventieth richest billionaire. Yeah. Like he's not even in the top a hundred, right? Elon Musk, he has like six billion dollars. Elon Musk has like a hundred and eighty-four billion dollars or something. So like you know, the 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 relative levels of influence that these people have. No, are, I was ta- I was talking about e- yeah. e- Elon Musk. Being yeah, one yeah, of yeah. The- 
the well, one of the richest, most influential people. Yeah, on the yeah, planet. yeah, yeah. I just, I, I, I just, I, 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 I need everyone to understand exactly how much more fucking rich it is. It's, it's, it's like fucking. It's like when fucking Henry Ford was like doing anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. And it's like you literally, like, like you personally, literally control like more wealth than like all of the people you're ranting about combined. Like, shut the fuck up. Oh my god. Uh, anti-Semitism, folks. It sucks, and also rich people do it. Even though they're, they are the actual, like the the actual ghouls. Yeah, in 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 so far as anything even remotely like what they're what they're hypothesizing could even potentially exist, it's fucking these people. So yeah, they're bad. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. It could happen here as a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.